when one looks at these big thick clouds, perhaps by a waterfall or at night on a backdrop, on the backdrop of moonlight, when one sees them move, the marvel of these structures, what beauty, merging with each other, spreading out, dancing. One thinks, realizes and agrees that all of this is how it looks because of how my mind perceives it. Nowadays, that is just basic science. All perception happens inside um, our brain. How an image, a movie, all these marvelous crowds are happening inside of my brain, part of my body, in unity. Then one looks around and sees other things, people, stars, the moon or the sun. You must then also agree that all of these objects exist in your mind. They are imprinted in your mind. Without your mind, you won't be able to view these images and videos of the world. All what you see. So for you, they won't exist. Nothing will exist. If this is the case for one person or one being, then it must be true for all life. Everything that can view things. That means if everyone, and by that I mean everyone and every being, had their eyes removed, there would be no seeing, and there would be no idea of seeing. Hence, nothing to see. No concept of anything to do with seeing. A creature which doesn't have eyes uh, would have no concept of space, light, and hence things and objects. If we remove all senses to explore the nature of reality objectively, there won't be anything to smell, touch, feel, taste, or see. Very important. If we were to remove all senses, our ob subjective senses, to explore the nature of reality objectively, there won't be anything to see, smell, touch, taste, or see, or uh, feel. There wouldn't be anything. There would be nothing. So, If there were no eyes or, or other senses, the brain and the brain to support the eyes viewing, for example, then what? Nothing, as we said. That's not the point. The fact is that a lot of us creatures uh, have eyes and that has bigger implications for all of us. So when we finally give eyes back to this creature, let's say it was a human, voila, we see everything. Everyone agrees there's a world out there, so it must be out there. We define it, name it, it comes into existence for our brains. Let me say it again. We define it, name it, and it comes into existence for our brains. 
So this means we actually don't see the world. We don't view it. We create it. We make all of it in our mind and project it out into existence. We are the one who creates the sun, the stars, the people, the objects. We are everything you see and everything there is. The universe is in you when you are in it. The idea that we are viewing an objective reality, these things, uh, is rooted in Cartesian materialist thought, which is a 500-year-old concept. We collectively produce all forms by agreement um, which we experience in this universe. You are the single source of all experience that you experience. It all originates with you, in you, around you. You don't view it, you create it. It's always been that way. Our brains have just been told and been convinced otherwise by conventional education and society. For one to realize this, one has to first realize what they are and what they are not. This means unpacking their burdens of life. This simply means getting out of the brain and feel your presence without the data-loaded brains and calorie-loaded bodies. Freeing yourself. Understanding yourself. This realization, not only intellectually understanding this concept, but when you experience your own awareness, your own presence, is what we humans call awakening or enlightenment. If you experience that presence all the time while you are uh, aware of the, the person which you are experiencing and there is a constant presence uh, that is the journey of awakening or enlightenment. Uh, if life was a book, we humans are currently reading reviews of it from other people. Uh, we haven't really understood life ourselves. We're just following what other people think life should be and how life should be spent. Uh, all the systems built, all the society, social structures built around us is information which other people and other minds are giving us on how to, how to live. But it's time now to at least read the first chapter, Awakening. If awakening, if life was, uh, uh, if, if life was a big book uh, of, uh, of, of, of knowledge, Awakening would be the first chapter. Um, the rest of the life, uh, book of life uh, will write itself. Uh, from the knowledge, from this newly found realization uh, and awakening state. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very important understanding uh, that all you have to do is uh, experience the first chapter and the rest of the chapter gets written by itself with this new found love, knowledge, wisdom, grounding, awareness, uh, nature, universe itself.
not recycle data from the brains and memory and brains of other people and your own memory and experience, but from the truth itself, from life itself, from you. Once the brain, your brain, sees this and recognizes it, it starts creating new pathways and life flows with the nature's rhythm. How? Science tells us that we have cells in our bodies. We all know what cells are, those tiny little things we can see with a microscope. The things which assemble themselves in a colony, then also duplicate and grow. Eventually, make us. But now science has gone deeper. We know that these cells are molecules floating in water. And if we keep going deeper, we find atoms and then subatomic particles and so on until we reach the area which is termed as the quantum foam, where energy is coming in and out of existence, a vibration of sorts. All of our bodies and all other forms originate from that energy which the brain, your brain, my brain, then translates into matter. If we start our journey there and make our way up, we see them assemble in colonies, the subatomic particles, automatically, without any friction or rules. A bit like how all Indian restaurants end up on a certain street in a city without a plan. We also see a little randomness in every species down, uh, uh, up from the subatomic level to a cellular level. This randomness or communication with the outside domain of the colony creates opportunity, duplication, mutation of the colony uh, and makes it step up. An example of an Indian restaurant, the randomness will mean that there are also other places which pop up and bring in more diverse crowd and opportunities. Hence, it flourishes and grows into something bigger than just a street with Indian restaurants. Take Brick Lane, for example, in London. It's a multicultural hub now, but go back 20, 30 years, and it was all uh, Indian Bangladeshi restaurants. This randomness leads to evolution, leads to growth, leads to life. And this is how life evolved from pure energy of quantum form into uh, form which you experience today. And as we move up to the cellular level, we see a self-organizing structure at every level with a bit of a randomness which lets it communicate and evolve into a bigger being and eventually our human bodies. This phenomena starts at the quantum form level and keeps on going. Um, it doesn't stop at humans. It keeps on going uh, to cities and then countries and the world and solar system and beyond. They, all structures when observed from, from an eye are self-organizing structures at that very level, at a subatomic level, at a molecular level, at a cellular level, at a human level, at a social level, at a solar level, at a galaxy level, these are all conscious systems um, continuously evolving um, and uh, 
this self-assembly of colonies of particles with the randomness gives us um, life. This self-assembly of colonies of particles um, with, 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 with the randomness is the way science describes the universe. Everything is part of a movement, part of a story at their own level. At the level of observation, we experience the culmination impact of this randomness coming into being. Um, from far, you're human, but if we go close enough, to you, you are bacteria, and then if we keep going, uh, you are just pure energy, which is uh, reorganized itself into a human. The same energy which makes the base of what we call matter or earth. Humans are earth reorganizing, um, earth reorganizing itself as humans with a bit of randomness which gives us life and movement and space and time, hence what we call memories and thoughts. Understanding this means realizing that you are not a disconnected thing. You are connected to everything which is happening in the universe. It is common sense after all, you are the universe, uh, you are part of it. You don't live in it, you are on it and in it. You're it, yourself, a reflection of it. By understanding yourself and your true nature, you can understand the very meaning of life and love. By going beyond your conditioned brain or feeling your presence from inside, outside of your conditioned brain, uh, you will understand what life is because clearly you are life. Uh, and that we know. When you realize that you are part of a self-organizing colony itself with the bit of randomness which produces life, you become life itself. You don't fight the randomness, you don't fight the flow of life, you become one with it. You understand that the brain activity is rooted in the past and there is a certain story uh, to it at our level of existence. There then remains no difference between living and life.